This is 680 CJOB. Welcome to the main ingredient this cold January weekend. Kevin Bergen here, and today we're talking about community cooking classes in the second part of the show. But up first, we're talking pretzels. I'm sure you've all been to a Bomber or Gold Eyes game and tasted those warm, tasty pretzels that melt in your mouth. Well, you can thank Sue LeClaire, the owner of the pretzel place, for that. Sue, welcome to the main ingredient. Let's talk about you to start off this segment and what you did before you started making pretzels. Uh, well, I I went to Red River College and I took my business admin program there. Right. After that, I followed advice from people and I got a job working for the government. Right. Nice and stable and um, safe. The problem is it wasn't very entrepreneurial minded. Right. I knew and the I, way you led into that, obviously, was, you know, it, it wasn't for you from the start. That's right. I've always known that I wanted to be working for myself, but I just didn't know how to get there and where to go. So about six years ago, Prime Minister Harper uh, announced that he was reducing the amount of jobs. And I saw that as my golden opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Most people are like, oh, no, dreading. You're like, good, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. But you know what? Everybody's different, right? So for me, instead of seeing it as a bad thing, I saw it as a good thing. I took it as my opportunity to follow my passion and follow Mm. my dreams. And that's when I found the pretzel place. Okay, so before you pr- you found the pretzel place, like it was an, an existing business, right? It was. It was. It was a business that um, had been established back in '99, um, and it was suffering mm-hmm. by the time that I bought it. So it was. It had a different name at the time. Right. So when I bought it, I renamed it, rebranded it, and kind of gave it a new life. When you were looking at businesses to purchase, what other businesses did you look at? Oh, hundreds. Are you being serious? Hundreds, <laughs> yes. Well, okay, so From, let's go over what you looked at and how long it took you before you actually pulled the trigger on this one. Um, I probably spent six hours a day for a year looking for businesses. Really? Until I finally found one um, that uh, suited my character. Um, I looked at everything from um, automotive repair to chocolates to (laughs) importing exporting like a little bit in every area Mm -hmm. there's a lot out there there is tons out there and and there's potential in in every one of those areas um for me once i got that wonderful golden opportunity of the layoffs my mindset changed so i no longer had the mindset of which opportunity works for me but my mindset kind of changed to which opportunity can doesn't work so with having my mindset change like that then all of a sudden everything seemed like it could work right right i guess that's probably what took you so long you were like you you're in that old mindset for the year that you were looking at all these hundreds of businesses xing them off but then as soon as you kind of change you realize quickly what 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 one you could actually successfully run right that's right and if i would have had that mindset earlier i would have realized that i could have succeeded at many of these other opportunities Mm -hmm. the food industry is a strange one right did you did that weigh into your mind like do i really want to run a food business or maybe i want to do something else how did how did you come across the pretzel place uh, the food industry didn't scare me when I was, my first job was at McDonald's. Was it? So, yeah, the food industry didn't scare me. I mean, McDonald's is a great place for all of you young adolescents to start working at. They teach good work ethic. They teach you how to clean properly, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the food industry didn't scare me. I always enjoyed it. I liked the atmosphere of working with people your own age and having that camaraderie and I really enjoy being able to create that same atmosphere with my staff. It's always different working for someone where someone else, you know, you get to go in, punch, 
punch in, do your your specific job and punch out. So now you are the boss. You are the person running things. And it always sounds all glamorous where I'm going to be the boss and run my own business. But sometimes when you have to make the choices and everything is up to you and you're employing people and their livelihood is based on you or whatever, or whatever, how much they depend on your business. What was that like taking that on? It's definitely a very different, um, very different. Especially from a government gig too, right? Especially coming from a government gig. Totally. Um, you, um, you realize quickly that um, sometimes you have to let someone go. Right. And that's really tough. It's really hard to do. But at a certain point you realize, well, is it my livelihood or his livelihood mm-hmm. that's more important? Right. And is it the reputation of my business or the reputation of this person that's more important? And so you have to kind of think of the next step right now in order to protect yourself or to help yourself grow and all that. I'd have trouble with that. That would be really hard for me, like, you know, firing somebody. But again, you you really have to look at it. It is a business. You know, I hate this, you know, the old cliche, you know, hey, it's it's only business. It's just business. But at the end of the day, you, you have to kind of... You're accountable to you. You right? have to have a heart. You still have to have a heart, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... Like, Bobby, you know, you're awesome, but you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not that way. <laughs> no, but, you know, I I have the motto with my staff. Most of my staff are, are teenagers or mm-hmm. in university, and I will treat them like an adult until they give me a reason no longer to be able to. Right. Adults, and, well, you, you have to treat the adults like that way too, right? But, and, and a lot of 16, 18-year-olds are not used to that. Right. So then they turn around and they get they feel empowered because now they're being treated just like anybody else. Mm-hmm. And they've never had that before. So they feel good. And I love being able to give them that feel-good feeling. Mm-hmm. Kids are a lot smarter than you think. They right? sure are. People don't give them enough credit a lot of times. Okay, so why an existing business? Why would you know, hey, I want to start a business. Did you consider I'm going to start my own business? Yes, I I have considered that, and um, the the only thing was, I thought I needed to like invent something, to mm-hmm. find something that wasn't already out there. Right. And I'm like, well, I don't have you know an inventor's brain. How am I going to invent something? Mm-hmm. So I kind of went, well, why recreate the wheel? There's already lots of opportunities there. So if I find that invention idea, great, I'm going to run, going to run with it above and beyond the pretzel place. Right. However, until then, I've found something that I can still work with. Sue LeClaire from The Pretzel Place is one of my guests today. And we'll be back right after this pause so the station can pay the man. More main ingredient in a minute. Welcome back to the main ingredient. Kevin Bergen here. Okay. It's minus 20 outside right now, so how great would it be to have a warm pretzel right out of the oven right now? Maybe topped with a little cinnamon sugar, maybe a little Parmesan cheese. Oh my God, I'm hungry right now. So Sue LeClaire from The Pretzel Place is here to talk about the pretzels they make. And we're not talking pretzels that come in a bag, the little pretzels. We're talking like the big pretzels. Those big, soft ones that you get in the stadiums. Yeah, right. absolutely. So, right. So when you took it over and you're making pretzels, where did it specifically service before? Like who was, who were you guys making pretzels for and what kind of pretzels were you making? Uh, we were making uh, the big, soft pretzels. Right. Uh, we were at, at the Gold Eye Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, the following year, I got into the Bomber Stadium as well. So nice. now we're in Shop Park and Investors Group Field. Like like every game? For every event. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. That's good. Hey? Including concerts and, you know, all the fun stuff. Yep. Uh, it's pretty cool to be able to make money while being able to enjoy a, a sporting event or a concert. <laughs> 
<laughs> Watching a concert with pretzels in your mouth right? and making money. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. We do eat our products. We definitely do. Yeah. Got to test them. You bet. Um, and then we've got six flavors right now. We're developing a seventh flavor right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like to know the, the secret? Yes. <laughs> so we are actually currently developing a beer-inspired pretzel. Oh, seriously? Seriously. So we're working with Red River College. Yep. They're helping us uh, develop the flavor. And so the flavor is basically what tastes like a beer on your pretzel. So it's like beer-flavored. Beer-flavored. So it's like a beer-inspired pretzel. So wow. It's pretty neat. So that, that goes neat. above and beyond our typical flavors, which is salt, garlic, cinnamon sugar, icing sugar, Parmesan cheese, and cheddar cheese. Wow. We also do a lot of events in, um, like for weddings and caterings and business meetings and socials, you name it, birthday parties. We do a lot of those. Wow. In between the games and stuff that you cater for already. In between the games and then fairs and festivals. And Wow. When you took the business over, were you already doing, were you already in Shaw Park and, and the, like you said, you afterwards you got, you started the Bomber Games, but were you already doing the baseball games from the start? The baseball was the the only location when we first started. That's, yeah. that's that's a lot to take on when you first take it over, right? Don't you think? How was that? Yeah. You know what? It was great. Um, it was just a fun, completely different atmosphere. and um, <clears throat> Baseball's different sport-wise than other sports, too. It's a very laid back. It's a People very laid back. People enjoy the atmosphere, yes. right? Yeah. So that must have been kind of nice. And the staff at Shaw Park are very friendly. It's a very family atmosphere not just for the patrons but among the staff too it's mm-hmm. everybody is there to help each other out so it was a really it was a really nice warm welcome for me i never got the oh there's the new girl i got the hey there's the new girl what can i do to help oh nice yeah that's good mm-hmm. right so positive from the start in every way yeah yeah were there a lot of people that were surprised that the ownership of have, of that had taken over no like uh, no people weren't really surprised they the uh, previous owner was slightly absent mm-hmm. so um, it was a positive change for everybody right so you kicking it up and was probably a, a nice a nice surprise for everybody right yeah that's pretty cool you you have dips too that go along with your we pretzels. do we do our most popular is the um nacho cheese yep. and then we've got um the caramel which is my favorite with the salt oh, it's so good <laughs> <laughs> You're making me hungry. I know, I'm already hungry. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> uh, and then with the pizza sauce. Oh, really? As well, which yeah. is also really popular. That must be super popular at baseball and football games, right? Yeah. Nice yeah. snack. The Love Local event. You're going to the Love Local event March 3rd. Is that your first time or have you been to it before? It's It'll be my first time and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it's a really it's a really good event. I emceed last year, going to emcee this year. So, of course, I'll see you there. Awesome. Um, I'll make sure to bring you some pretzels. I, you know, if you didn't, I'd come over and take some anyway. Um, <laughs> What kind of thing are you expecting out of this event? Like, why do you think an event like this is important to, to local vendors such as yourself? Um, you know what? It's just promoting the fact that local, um, buying local is important. One of the things for me that's important is eating healthy, a, a general healthy eating lifestyle. Right. And um, by eating local, you're buying food with less preservatives, with, you know, less of glucose fructose and all those, all those you know you all those things that, exactly yeah. and, and i think that's something that you can only do if you eat local because otherwise how are they going to keep that shelf life mm-hmm. you know what's nice too is actually to go and buy a product and talk to the actual person that makes it 
That is amazing too. Yes, I just came back from a holiday in South America, and it's all like that. Mm-hmm. You buy chocolate, and you're buying it from the person who's making it. It's so cool. Yeah, it is really cool, right? You can actually ask questions or even give suggestions. Like a lot of times, people think that. You know, people would get offended if they say something about their product. But as a product maker, you you, you, need, you need the feedback from your customers, right? Absolutely. Like, you're never going to get better unless you hear what people truly think, you know, unfiltered about your product. You talk to your family and, of course, they're, they're going to, it depends on who you're talking to. Some people will give you their opinion, but they don't want to say anything negative because they love you, right? That's right. Um, whereas someone who just paid money for your product... They're going to give you the straight face. Right? <laughs> they sure will. Yeah. And and the, the majority of the time, it's positive. Right. The odd time, you get the creative criticism. Yep. And actually, that's how we got the idea of the beer-inspired pretzel. Really? It was from a customer. So the person said, hey, you know what? I think you should make one that tastes like beer. The, the customer was heavily intoxicated <laughs> at the time, I must admit. <laughs> I love it. And he walks away and you're like, that makes sense. And exactly. That's exactly what I did. And I went, hmm, he's on to something. Yeah. Is there going to be like, is there beer baked in the product? So it's all the same ingredients that's in beer. So mm-hmm. you have the hops and right. the barley and all that. It's all bl- a blend that yep. we're, we're making. And that's going to be like our seasoning on top of our pretzel. Okay. When you, when you complete that. We're going to taste that together. Absolutely. Okay. Like, I love beer. And I thought of a beer, <laughs> a beer tasting pretzel is, is awesome. That's fantastic. Okay. So, let's, in closing, let's give some people some basic information on how to get a hold of you, like your, your phone number, your email address, your website, that kind of stuff. Okay. So, the best ways to get in touch with me are either thepretzelplace.ca, sue at thepretzelplace.ca is my email address. You can also email my partner, general manager, Miguel at thepretzelplace.ca. And my phone number is 204-793-2469. That's awesome. Is, depending on how business goes, you know, the future is a, a permanent location ever in the works in the future for the pre- for the pretzel place? Well, I'll never say no to an opportunity, right? Sure, yeah. um, right now, we're working on trying to continue to grow the brand. We're right. actually starting to work quite heavily in the in the city of Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really growing in there. Why Brandon? It's close. Yeah. There's a lot of events. There's a lot of fairs and um, even craft shows and whatnot. Like in- you're in one right now, you told me, right? Yes, yeah. Wow. Um, we are at the Dakota Nations Winterfest right now. Yep. It's running this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll finish tomorrow on January 28th. And Hot pretzels on a cold day. Awesome, right? You can't go wrong with that. Seriously, man. It's good. And there's uh, cotton candy, too. And yeah, it's wow. cool. Now I'm really hungry. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Sue, I appreciate you coming in. Thank you for having me. Hey, no problem, man. Anytime. Especially when you get the beer pretzel coming up, okay? That'll be soon. That was Sue LeClaire from The Pretzel Place. You can find them at thepretzelplace.ca. So you want to learn how to cook. I got the chef for you. The chef was bringing all his skills and knowledge back to the community to teach hands-on cooking classes so you can learn while you cook. Now that makes sense, doesn't it? Find out who he is and where these classes are taking place after the new sports and weather break here on The Main Ingredient. Thanks for sticking around for more Main Ingredient. I'm Kevin Bergen. I got a guy who can teach anyone how to cook the best dishes. You can impress your girlfriend, wives impress your husbands, or simply learn how to cook for yourself. His name? 
Mark Sobravinus, S O B. I love that. That is S O B R. How do you spell your name? S O B, man. <laughs> I hate it because when you ever go to a co-op, they yeah. see the first three letters. Oh, do they? And there's like a lineup, <laughs> and they're like S O B. I'm like. Yes. <laughs> How's it going, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Mr. Mr. Chef Extraordinaire, this is your is this your second or third time here? I believe my third time. Is it your third time? Yeah. You trying to take over my show? Three Pete. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's uh let's talk about obviously you're a chef. Where does your passion for cooking come from? You've done a bunch of things now. So what drives you and motivates you now? The passion comes from seeing, you know, the people enjoy the food that you prepare. Um, you know, with this this new venture that I have right now, um, you know, I want to teach everything that I've learned over the years. Mm-hmm. I, I've been cooking for twenty years in this industry, and I I just want to, you know, be able to to teach and basically what I've learned in the industry. You know, only a Filipino guy could say, I've been teaching for 20 years and still look 15. Strange. <laughs> I want to be Filipino, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the, I, I, yeah, it's awesome. I get ID'd all the time. It's, you it's, hug people. That's <laughs> when I got ID'd, I hug yeah, somebody. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he's over 18. He's <laughs> over 40, probably. All right, so we're talking about your new passion. So we're going to lead into your community cooking classes, right? So where did the idea for community cooking classes come from? I know that is your new passion as far as, you know, you love you love to cook and see people enjoy your food. Now you like to teach people how to cook great food. Yeah. So the the idea behind the community cooking classes came from um, I bumped into an old teacher that I had taken his class after high school, um, and what happened was his program was moved from one school to actually my old high school. And what happened was. I sat down with him one day, we were talking about different ideas, and I told him, you know what, I think our community needs community cooking classes. Um, there's, you know, there's a whole bunch of different programs, but they're not in the actual community. Mm, so, right. so after working for a, a large grocery chain, um, I developed this passion for for. For teaching, um, so it was an idea that uh, sprung uh, on my mind, I guess, about teaching the community. And um, with the help of my my former teacher Brian Huminski, um, we proposed um, the community classes to the division, and uh, just recently got approved. Okay, you talked a lot just now. I listened to everything you just said, and the part that stood out for me the most was this is in your old high school. Yes. Yeah, it's and they're actually allowing you back in. Yeah, I pictures no. in there of warnings. <laughs> if you see this man, <laughs> and it, it, it's 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 surreal, right? Because yeah. um, what's it like to walk through the halls? Oh man, and you know that same gym bag smell in each locker. <laughs> that that smell just lingers through all the hallways. And but you missed it. Didn't yeah, you? I did. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's crazy uh, cool, man. Uh, but it's you know, I mean, actually. Doing these classes in the the same home ec lab that I was taught cooking, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's kind of a what would you say? Returning uh, home almost, you know what I mean? Like back to the beginning. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, and just uh, getting back to the same kitchens that I learned in, right? I yeah. mean, you, you always signed up for foods because you wanted to do that taco salad and you wanted to, <laughs> you wanted do, to eat. Yeah, exactly. You wanted to eat, <laughs> totally. right? My lunch sucks. I'm going to go eat. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so let's talk about the classes themselves, okay? So I know that some classes that you go to, you basically um, learn how to cook from 
an instructor up there. They'll have the food. They'll bring maybe one person up and, you know, basically give demos on how to cook certain things. But this is not that. No, not at all. So I've taken the, I guess, the conventional format of a cooking class of someone teaching something at the front of the class. Mm -hmm. And what I'm doing is I'm going to be um, providing hands-on learning. Uh, the beauty of using the home ec room at my old high school, Maples Collegiate, is that there's six different cooking labs. Oh, so each kitchen has the exact same equipment. Um, and so I, I would like to you know, offer the hands-on learning to each and every one of my students and participants. And just, um, you know, I mean, I, I know that I learn from doing things with my hands. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, if you're sitting there watching, by the time you leave, you kind of forget. But if you actually make the dish... Yes. Yeah, it's, it's yours now. Exactly, you know I mean? yeah. So, uh, I mean, like, I want them to, you know, learn the dish. I want them to eat the dish, um, memorize that, that flavor memory, mm-hmm. uh, and go home with the recipes and, and do them and, and incorporate them into their food schedule. Age groups for signups. So what's the age range? You're like, is there an age range or any you know that you're aiming for as far as cooking classes go, or can anybody sign up? Uh, anybody can sign up for these classes. Um, mother, daughter, father, son. Yeah, family, I already whatever. have a few mother daughter mm-hmm. um, uh, participants already registered for the program. Um, but yeah, if it's uh, it's open to everyone in the family. You know what? I have teenage kids, and this would be a good way to to get a start on them learning to cook for themselves. Like I always try to, my son's 17. And when he was, you know, younger, obviously we're trying to, uh, you never know when kids are going to prepare to leave. So we always try to give him like, Hey, you got to have at least your top five things that you can make yes. when you're on your own. Cause, yeah. and, Cause then that kind of expense and everything else, but you at least have to make five things. Do you know what I mean? One for every weekday and then kind Mac of, and uh, cheese, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> mac and uh, mac and cheese, white cheddar, mac and cheese, yellow cheddar. White sausage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for you sure. Know, you know what I mean? So yeah. this, these classes would be good for that, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Preparing anyone, whether you're young, middle-aged, older. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so these classes start in February, right? So in the next four classes... The first one is the 6th of February? Yes. Right, which is a, is that, is that a Tuesday? Tuesday. It's every Tuesday in February. February. Yes. All right, so the first class, let's talk about that. The first one is Sushi 101, which I thought is awesome, right? Because everyone wants to learn how to make sushi properly. Of course, yeah. Um, so what exactly are you making? What's on the menu that night? Uh, so I'm going to be doing, I guess, beginner recipes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be doing a miso soup from scratch mm-hmm. uh, we're going to do um, I'm going to teach him how to prepare edamame beans yeah that'd be cool um, and then everybody loves those I'm yeah exactly and then the other thing that I'm going to do is uh, teach how to just roll a sushi roll yeah that's see I like that yeah exactly right? and then uh, getting into a little more advanced things uh, I'm not going to expect them to learn it right away mm-hmm. uh, but definitely just show them what I know and then see if they could get to that point one day. For sure. Yeah. Learning how to cook is a life skill, just like swimming so why not learn how to do it well? Chef Mark and I are going to talk more about his upcoming community cooking classes coming up in February when the main ingredient returns. Hey, welcome back to the main ingredient with Valentine's Day coming up. Maybe you want to change it up and instead of going out for dinner maybe you want to learn how to cook together with Chef Mark and his community cooking classes. Mark, for the Valentine's Day class what are we cooking? 
Uh, so for that class, uh, I'm leaning towards a Valentine's themed dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the one thing was a uh, caprese salad mm-hmm. to start. Yep. Um, you know, it, it seems simple enough to do, but I mean, there is some technique to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing would be oven roasted herb chicken thighs. Um, creamy mushroom risotto, uh, baby cabbage, and caramelized onions. And then to finish off, we're going to do chocolate-covered strawberries. Nice. Brothers like chicken, so I didn't hear anything you said after you said it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I get it. No, for sure. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, third session. I thought, again, I went, I went through the itinerary of what you're going through for the month. I thought the third one was very interesting because you're teaching how to use one of the most important tools when it comes to cooking. So you're teaching about knife work, right? Yes. Like what, what exactly are you teaching there? So I'll be going through this, the full spectrum of how to handle a knife, how to sharpen a knife, how to use a knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I find too is that pe- most people don't know what knife to use for the proper job. Totally. I'm totally like that, right? I'm probably yeah. using the wrong knife all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, for, for bigger items, um, some people use the smallest knife they have in the kitchen. <laughs> which are literally going to lose a finger that Which way. doesn't make sense no. whatsoever, right? And so what I want to do is get the students to be more familiar with um, s- safe knife handling. Right. And and, you know, sometimes you may be afraid of the tool. You may be afraid of the knife. You may be exactly. using them. And right? you know what? I've been doing this for 20 years. And every time I buy a new knife, I know that I'm going to cut myself with that knife. Serious? I'm serious. And then after I do cut myself with that knife, mm-hmm. I know my limitations with that knife. Right, right. You mean you, you need to learn your knife, right? Mm-hmm. The tool, the trade, right? Totally. Yeah. That, that, that goes for everything, no matter what you're doing in life. Exactly. You got to learn your tools, right? Yeah. Last one, my favorite meal of the day is a breakfast me- is a breakfast recipe. Yes, what's going on there? So I'm going to be covering uh, egg recipes. Um, Dude, that'll go over well in my house. We eat, oh my god, we go through eggs like crazy. Yeah, yeah, I bet you guys get the flat from Costco. Oh, dude, <laughs> like two of those, like uh, you know the the, the, the double. double. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two yeah. Of those. Nice. Right. Yeah, no. So uh, what I'm going to do in that class is uh, my favorite. I get recipe that I've learned uh, is Eggs Benedict. Um, not a lot of people know how to make a holiday sauce from scratch. No, not at right? all. Right? I mean, you get this pre-powdered stuff from the the grocery store, and uh, you think it's normal, but it isn't. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. it tastes a lot different than the stuff that they're pushing? For sure. Yeah. I mean, fresh yolks and fresh, you know, using the right ingredients for the recipe uh, definitely makes a difference. Mm. And then the other thing is uh, just, you know, how to make a perfect omelet. I'm not saying I know how to make a perfect omelet, but, you know, being in this industry for 20 years, you do learn how to make a good omelet. You can say you're as close to perfect. Uh, I wouldn't say that. (laughs) No, no, not at all. Not at all. And then another thing was uh, uh, the perfect. Okay, maybe I shouldn't be using the perfect word all the time. Yeah, all right. All right, so the perfect soft boiled egg. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of people know how to do no, that either. No. no. And then the last thing was uh, French toast. Sweet. Yeah. I love French toast. Yeah. I love breakfast, period. Yeah, exactly. Right. In, in my house, we, we have breakfast for supper sometimes. That's the best time. I love it. Yeah, my kids love that too. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so let's give people basic information on you know how they get a hold of you, where they can get more information about the classes, how they sign up. Maybe let's talk about the cost. So you... It's a series for, for the month of February, but you don't have to sign up for the whole series. So you can either sign up for them all or one class. Like, how does it work? Okay. So uh, right now, uh, so this is my first 
month of offering these cooking classes. So you could sign up for all four classes for $80, mm-hmm. um, which is a steal of a deal. You get to cook and you get to eat the food, right? Exactly. It's yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And uh, if you're interested in an individual class, uh, the cost for an individual class is $25. Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, you, you know, series to get a deal. being in Winnipeg, uh, you always, you know, you're always looking for a deal. Always, <laughs> yeah. You're not a true Winnipegger. Yeah, exactly. You want a deal, bro. No, for sure. So um, that's what I'm offering to start. Yep. Um, as as the program gets more popular, um, I'll be working with higher end ingredients, and basically the cost of the classes cover the ingredients that I use. Right. Right and yep. the lab and the rental fee kind of thing. So yep. I mean, it's uh, it's more of giving back to the community um, and um, just sharing the things that I've learned. It's awesome. So how do people sign up? How do they get more info? They can contact me uh, directly on my cell phone. Uh, my phone number is two zero four two two nine two eight five zero, or they can contact me through Facebook Messenger. Um, Mark Silbervenus. Uh, so you just look up my my file and send me a, a, a message. What are the first three letters there again? <laughs> <laughs> just type that in and you M A R K. That's the first four, actually. Sorry. Um, and then, other than that, um, I've been trying to use social media to my advantage. Uh, and um, that's a great way to get out there, man. Posting in as many Facebook groups as possible, trying to get the word out there. Yep. Um, speaking of the word, I'm going I'm to bring up one more thing: fruit by the slice. Yeah, love that. What's going on there, man? Like again, I don't know if many people know that you own that, um, which is a beautiful. Well, why don't you tell people what it is? Uh, so yeah, so fruit by the slice is my own small little business at the moment mm-hmm. uh it's not even reached its first year yet right uh but it's been a busy first year for, for sure. sure i know this because remember you made me that uh that uh fruit platter for mother's day which yes was awesome yes great yeah. great uh great piece to put in the center of food for the three women in my life my wife my mom and my mother-in-law yeah so exactly it was, it was awesome so i use fruit from the grocery store and i make beautiful platters fruit platters yeah, they are beautiful. It's almost a shame to eat them. Seriously, it was. They look as good as they taste. Yeah, right. Uh, and it's and it's healthy. My kids went crazy on. And that's and that's the one thing that uh, you know I I love about fruit and my business is that you know when when you, when someone orders it for a party or you know I bring it to a party, uh, the first people to grab at it is the kids, which is awesome for me. For sure. Yeah, I'm I mean, grabbing a bag of chips or something that you eat all you want, right? Oh, I don't. Let's not talk about chips right now. Yeah, take some old chips from the right <laughs> No, I uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to make sure that we gave that a shout out because you know, since you made me a platter, I thought it was fantastic, and everybody needs to know about that. Yeah, and you could follow me on Facebook, Fruit by the Slice, or on Instagram at Fruit by the Slice. Yeah, you could just check out what I make and what I do, and, uh, and order accordingly. They can contact you to order too. Exactly. Right? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Appreciate you coming, man. For sure. So Thank you for having me. <laughs> for the third time. So you're going to be here like tomorrow again for the for the fourth time? Uh, next week. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks, man. For sure. Thank you very much. You want to learn how to cook or you want to order a killer fruit platter, 
Chef Mark is the one you want to see. Thanks for tuning in this week, and don't forget to check us out on iTunes and Google Play, and tune in next week for another action-packed, mouth-watering episode of The Main Ingredient on 680 CJOB. This is 680 CJOB.